You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Afterbuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, and streaming live on Ustream, this is Afterbuzz TV for Glee. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest Glee news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, picking up where the show leaves off, and the buzz continues, it's After Buzz TV for Glee! Hello, Glee fans. Hello. And people who kiss girls and like it. Absolutely. <laughs> I am Roxy Stryer, along with Mia Smith. Hey, hey. And Billy Nellis. Hi. And in the booth, we have the fabulous DJ Jesse Janity. Hello. What up? Uh, okay, so what are we thinking about this episode overall? We're hearing kind of mixed reviews right now. Uh, a little sensitive to some people. W- what do we think? I liked it. Yes, I'm, we're good. With I it. was all good with this week's episode. I am. I'm not in the negative camp. So, <laughs> camp positive? Yes. I'll join you in camp positive. I think. <laughs> what, which camp are you a part of right now? I okay. I am camp positive. Um, overall, I thought it was great. It, mm-hmm. an, another Glee episode, very Glee-tastic in that way, with, as far as song choices and storylines, but um, I don't know. They're, they're, I, I have points to make as we continue on, but overall, I thought the episode was great. Overall, I felt that they were killing it on the music. Tonight. Killing it. Yeah, yeah, so much music. There's like five songs. Yeah, we got yes. one, two, three, four, five, six songs. Six. We heard and six there were songs so, in every. I enjoyed every single song. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, really, no major low points for me mm-hmm. in this episode, uh, which is good. It always makes it way more enjoyable mm-hmm. to talk about when I'm <laughs> we actually laughing. <laughs> we actually like it. No, so I, I would probably give this a. Eight point five. Yeah, agreed. On the, wow, agreed. We're all in agreement here. Okay. So mm-hmm. that could just be our discussion. All right, we're we're, <laughs> we're ready to wrap up. Yeah. Now. All right. Let, let's talk a little bit about Puck and Shelby and the whole situation going on here. Yes. And a little bit about Quinn too. So we, I, I might be confused. I don't know if you guys are confused. I'm just going to throw this out there. Did did Puck and Shelby sleep together? Yes. yes. So that happened. Yeah. Yes. We didn't see it happen, but we saw the aftermath. Yeah. It was the oddest cut. It, it made no it sense. It felt like there should have been a commercial in between rather than gone straight to it. A hundred percent. So we see them at the hospital. Puck's in class and mm-hmm. Shelby calls and Puck runs over to the hospital and Beth had fallen and her teeth had gone through her lip. Yeah. Right. And she was in the hospital and Shelby says, I didn't have anybody else to call and Puck is there. First mm-hmm. of all, on that note, inappropriate or appropriate that that's who she called knowing he was in school. Inappropriate. Inappropriate? Even though it is the baby's father. But the baby's father that has really ac- actually no ties to the baby. That's like, true. the baby's adopted. That's her kid. Not- it's not the baby's dad. It's, yeah. It's the father. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, yeah, I mean, definitely it's inappropriate in the fact that he's a student. But she has been letting him into the kid's life. And he, he has been there with her for these past couple of weeks at least so I don't know that it was completely inappropriate because she, number one she didn't have anybody else to call and the girl also responds and recognizes him as something that she 
obviously likes. Yeah. And she was in like a trauma situation. Would have been better as a text. Yo. Well, he still <laughs> is in the hospital. He still would have gone. So Sorry if you're better. in class. XO Shelby. <laughs> no, I think that it's hard because Puck's 18 mm-hmm. and he has a kid. And maybe it's not his uh, legally, but biologically it's his yeah. child. And he treats it as if it was his child. Right. And his kid's in the hospital. And he's been allowed to treat it as his child so far right. by treat Shelby. Her, treat exactly. Her. And that's within her right to allow him to do as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's hard because as much as he is a kid in school, he's an adult. And so I, I don't know. I think that it's a tricky situation there. But it's, it wasn't that, you know, she called to say, hey, come be here for Beth, who's hurt and could use, you know, her father figure in her yeah. life. It was like, hey, come be here for me. I'm that's freaking totally out. True. You know, like that's that's kind of the role that he played. And that's the yeah. part that's not cool. She didn't say Beth really needed her dad. She said, I really needed somebody and had nobody else to call. Exactly. So that that's a really good point there. Uh, but then they cut right to the scene that they are putting their clothes back on. Yeah. She was like rubbing she, his leg while he was under the sheets. It just it was a it was a very odd choice of I don't know. And we're sure that they slept together. Weird. I was like, wait. Yeah, because were they said, about to? And she said no. no? They, they had. No, they did. Because okay. then he said that he could go four more times because yeah. he was so young. So he definitely had. Okay. Bizarre. And then she kicks him out. Right. Uh. A little too little too late, in my opinion. Yeah? Yeah. Right. Um, have they been doing this before? It kind of seemed to me like a... It seems no, to me no, no, that no. was the first time it had happened. It, it was. Maybe I'm the only person in the country who was confused. Jeez. <laughs> I was like, wait a second. The conversation was very weird. You had to really, like, listen to are, what Are you saying? saying I don't listen? No. I'm <laughs> just kidding. So then they slept together, and then he leaves by saying... Yeah, I'm, I'm special, and you can't have me now, and something. Yeah. Well, for for as mature as Puck has been acting lately, and as he thinks he is, he immediately reverted to being a child when right. she realized that this wasn't a good situation, and he stomped out of there, acting like he had been rebuffed. Where she wasn't really saying, "I don't want to be with you," but she's realizing she can't, and mm-hmm. that it is a bad situation. Yeah, but that, it's her own damn fault, kind of. It's like realizing after you slept with the boy that you can't be with him what a bitch no well, of course but everyone makes mistakes yeah, but he so- for the, for the for all the way he's been presenting himself as so mature he reverted back to his immaturity so quickly that's true in the way that he ran to Quinn and the way that he spilled all the beans to Quinn like he really quickly flipped back to being a child rather than the man that he thinks he is he, he yet, absolutely did yeah yeah in in that same moment with him and Quinn like the advice that he gave her I thought was very mature and un you know puck like yeah absolutely so we see him run over to uh, Diana to Quinn's house and he is ready to sleep with her mm-hmm. um and then once he realizes what her intentions are, which is to have another baby, yeah. the psycho, um, he he does give her good advice. And he's very supportive and says, listen, of all these girls in this town, you're the one who's going to make it out. Mm-hmm. Which is something that nobody has said to her in a... Not once. Maybe ever. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and did she... Do you think that really affected her? It looked like the actress was being very affected but was Quinn being very affected? Do you know what I mean? I feel like I feel like she was affected, but it all got shot to shit when he when he told her mm-hmm. what had happened. It all Shelby. went right out the window. Right. She realized that she didn't have to work so hard on herself because she still had this thing that she wanted to do that she could now do. You know, it sort of was like 
obviously accepting that she's the issue is the hard thing that Quinn has not been able to do for three years now. Mm-hmm. And she was finally at the point where she realized she had no other options. And then right after she had said that with Puck, <laughs> then he gave her another, another option, option rather than doing the hard thing. And of course, she's going to do that instead. I think. Exactly. I think. And we didn't. We didn't hear him say exactly what happened, but we're assuming that he. Pretty said, obvious. We're assuming that he said, um, "I slept with her. I love her. I want to be with her. We've been hooking up." Yeah. Something. And kind of going back to that, the reason you're saying everybody makes mistakes, but in my opinion, they've already hooked up. They haven't slept together, maybe, but they've already hooked up. So, does that count? I mean, is this just a one-time mistake thing? I think that she definitely could be. At fault here. Well, You're saying everybody makes mistakes, but well, I don't I mean, really like have much sympathy for her. I mean, like, with Puck's emotions and whatever, it's a mistake. Obviously, this is something she's going to be fired for no matter what, because one time is one time. Yeah. But I do understand, I mean, she still is a human being, and human beings still, like, fall Feel in the heat of the moment. There, I mean, there was the heat of the moment. She was worried about the kid, and he came there and was protecting her. And Right, but know. kind of what I'm saying is, what's the difference then? If one time is one time, then what's 20 times? No, when the, when the heat of the moment is over, then she realized she came out of the fog of him being the protector, and then reality sunk back in. Which is what that he's an eighteen year old student at my school, right? But, but if again, she's going to be fired anyway, and she does have feelings for him, and she's already done it. You know? No, I I, I, I see where you're coming from. Um, Even though maybe it's and mo- just she feels it'd be morally so wrong to keep doing yeah. it more. I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're, know, we're sitting like, here so like deep in thought. We're all like, "Is this wrong? I don't know if this is wrong." <laughs> it, I, honestly, like, I feel like this kind of crap happens all the time, and people yeah. don't even know. Like, especially in college and high school, people have relationships with their teachers. Yeah. It happens. They're your mentors. They're the people you are closest with. They're the people you go to after school for help. And then sometimes it happens. Yeah, it, it happened at my school. It did it. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know many. I know a couple people it's happened to, not a million, but a couple's a lot in yeah. terms of, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, this this kind of shit happen. So how people deal with it, I, it's very interesting to me because I've never been in a situation like this. Yeah. How do you—so if one if you do it one time and then you realize, oh, this is kind of creepy, does that make you better for not doing it again? Or does it really freaking matter at that point? No, but I think that it it's better— to stop even after one time than to continue it if you realize that it's a creepy thing. Because then to realize it's creepy and then keep doing it is even exactly. creepier. Yeah. To be like, well, it's creepy, but I already did it, so well, I might as well just do it. That's even worse. That's like sort of sociopathic. <laughs> <laughs> to be like, I know I'm doing something that's like morally wrong, but whatever, I've already done it once. I, so. The thing is, I don't think that Shelby's like, this is morally wrong. I think she's like, other people would think this is morally I wrong. I think more along the line, because legally it's fine. Realistically, legally, it's fine. I think more along the lines is she's afraid she's going to lose her job. I don't think she thinks it's that. And the that more times bad. you do it, the more likely you are to get caught. That's yes. true. Yeah, yeah. So it is weird. Your teacher in a, in, a, in a high school in a high school student is not like a professor and a college student. Yeah, that's true. You know, it's a little right. not a TA or anything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a high school boy. <laughs> he is very young, and I think part of the problem is he acts very immature, and she kind of. He looks very old. He acts mature, and she well, probably looks. It doesn't help that he's also twenty-seven <laughs> years old in real life. Exactly. I mean, when there's, if you saw these two together, you would never be like, "What is that young guy doing with that yeah. old woman?" Like, yeah. mm-hmm. it doesn't look like that at all. Mm-hmm. So, it, like, dispending our disbelief on the show, it's like, it is hard. Uh, it's he hard. Look like yeah, a kid. it's very hard for me when I look at them. I'm like, well, they look attractive together. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's a little more punk than she is, but I can dig it, whatever. And then yeah. I'm like, wait a second, what's going on, actually? 
Maybe that's why I'm kind of defending him. <laughs> uh, we're going to have to move on from this okay. yeah. topic before I like incriminate myself or something. Okay, talking about the uh, elections for a little bit, I'm talking about the Congress election. Mm-hmm. So congratulations, Bert. Yay! Yay. Very happy for you. Uh, getting to this point, though, so there's a lot of drama around this. Let's talk about something very sad for a second with Coach Beast and Cooter and Sue. Yeah. What's going on? I have a theory, and I think I might have just made it up just to (laughs) make myself feel better. But here's my theory. I know you don't. I don't. I know you don't agree. But whatever. I I, I totally see your. I I see it. I see it. I think it's possible. I think. I don't think it's possible. Here's what I think. (laughs) Well, let me share with everybody else. Maybe I have some supporters out there. Okay, so maybe Sue (laughs) went up to Cooter and was like, "Listen, I need your help." On these elections, I need to be seen with a guy, and you're the perfect guy for it. And Cooter's like, no, I'm seeing Coach Beast. And Sue's like, Coach Beast shows you no love, but the way to get a girl is through jealousy. And if she sees you with me, she's going to come out and tell you that she loves you. So be with me. And Cooter's like, okay. So then he does. And then then the next week, sorry, I'm going to predict this really quickly. Sorry, sorry. And next week, they'll be... Together happily ever after. Yeah, I don't because, think that Sue would um, let somebody blackmail her like that. That's what's going to happen. Something. What, what <laughs> do you mean? Too. No, I'm right. <laughs> no, I'm sure of it now. I know you're probably right, but how? Well, that would be nice, wouldn't it? It would. And it, I do think it <laughs> would be nice. I would be nice. I think that there will still be a happy ending for Beast. I, I do oh, yeah, for sure. it has see to, it that. Has to. I don't see him staying with but Sue why because did... of how nasty Sue is. Exactly. But I do understand his you, reasoning. Oh, you think a happy ending... For Beast for, with Cooter. With yes. Cooter. Oh, I do see that. Absolutely. After the way it ended with him, with her saying she's in love, and he sort of didn't really know what to do, and that was the last thing we saw. And that's what he was waiting for. Right. And that is what he was waiting for. And maybe in his mind he was doing it to push her to do something, but I don't think Sue had any intention of helping him get Shannon. I think that Sue was... Shannon. Sue was operating... <laughs> Shannon Beast. Sue was operating on her own Beast. agenda always, and I don't think that she was helping him do anything. Whether he thought it would help or not... But I do also understand his reasoning when he explains to her that, you know, every time I ask you on a date, all we do is end up lifting, lifting weights, weights. And I'm yeah. tired of waiting for you. Like, I, I don't need a, a friend to hang out with. That's not what I'm looking for. And so yeah. there's only so long you can wait around for someone like that when you're that old. When you're, I mean, when you're, <laughs> they're when you're older. a geezer. <laughs> they're like in their, I'm sure, late 30s, if not older than that. And at that point, I feel like. You don't want to mess around anymore. You yeah. want it to be like legitimate Triggers. or yeah. just a yeah. friend to not even bother anymore. Yeah. So I completely understand his logic. So we think that was appropriate for him to say that to her, to kind of lay all of his cards out on the table? Yes, I think absolutely. So, it kind of bothered me as much as it's what he was feeling when he was like, listen, Beast, I like you, but I like Sue too. I wanted him to be like, I like you, but you're showing me no interest. And Sue is. And I, just, I wanted him to say that, too. You yeah, know what I mean? What worries me is that a person like that, that could be with Sue and see what she does and then find her, like, romantically, yeah. emotionally attractive. It's not somebody we want with our girl. Right. Exactly. Right. And, like, why do you like Sue? Can't you see that she's sort of manipulative and terrible? No, yeah. I agree with you. And, and that was another part so that caught me off guard. I was like, you actually like her? I thought I thought he liked the attention. Yeah. I didn't realize that he actually liked the person. Yeah. I don't know. I was really into him at first and into him with Beast, but now I kind of want Beast to go get a hot new guy. Unless my theory is right. (laughs) And I want Beast to go get a hot new guy and be like, listen, Cooter, meet Booter. And (laughs) Booter's the best and Cooter, you suck. You know what I mean? And just like rub it in his face. 
And then maybe he can be like, actually, I love you. And she can be like, tough shit. Yeah. Something like that. Um, okay. Or Beast and Cooter could just be together, happy ever after. Okay. <laughs> I'm okay with that. As long as, no, honestly, as long as Beast is happy, because this woman deserves it, man. Yeah. Like, I think she, of course, she doesn't know how to do anything else but lift weights with him and all that stuff. Right. And punches him when he goes to hold her hand. She's never had anything else. So it's, it's kind of sad, you know what I mean? Yeah. I feel bad for her. It was great, though, this week to get to see her sing. Oh, yes. yeah. For the oh. second time ever. We haven't even talked about the music yet. Okay, so what do we think about that song? I, I love Jolene. Oh, my God. I love yeah, that song. I think it is really great. Sing it was Roxy? perfect there. Jolene. <laughs> I got to do, like, the kind of side-to-side head nod and, like, <laughs> sultrous eyes, whatever. Um, yeah, but she rocked it. She did. I turned to you guys. I was like, have we ever heard her sing before? And you guys remembered mm-hmm. when I didn't. Oh, memory failing me again. Okay. But, yeah, that that's awesome. We haven't heard it in a really long time, at least, and... She's got a great voice. She yeah. killed the song. The uh, song was so fitting, too. It was really, it was perfect. Yeah. yeah. It's like the equivalent of Jesse's girl for a woman to sing. You know what I mean? Yes. But it's even more intense because Jolene is about a, bitch. a woman who's yeah. stealing some woman's man. And it's yeah. a woman whose man is being sold. Whereas Jesse's girl is just like pining for his friend's girlfriend. Jolene is like so much more romantic and, and sad who is that dolly parton yes. yeah that is <laughs> i don't know why she makes me laugh every time i think about it no okay so we we like that and we're happy obviously that bert won mm-hmm. yes and is he gonna do good things in office yeah absolutely i hope so but is he gonna cut the special ed department no 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 he's just gonna be the man uh okay so let's talk a little bit about our other elections across the table uh congratulations Brittany. yeah yeah okay so we wanted chris colfer to win yeah yeah and and he didn't and he didn't Mm -hmm. and britney won by handing out pixie sticks yeah uh okay what do we think about rachel stuffing the ballot box here let's talk about first it was a hundred percent his idea it was kurt's idea to stuff the box yeah but he never said, Rachel, would you help me? Right. Would you mind doing this? Once. And she never said, I'm, I, do I'm going to, to do whatever. Mm-hmm. He ends up not. She ends up doing it. Right. And doing it poorly. Yeah, that was not With smart. 190 extra votes. With more votes, ballots than there would be How many be people students? could there be? First of all, it's only their senior class voting. Mm-hmm. There can't be more than 500 people in their, student cl- uh, in their senior class, right? Right. And she stuffed 190 extra what yeah like that was a smart i just it's it seemed weird i don't rachel the character of rachel berry seems like such a perfectionist that she would never make a mistake like that where she would she would have counted out the exact amount of exactly how many people she needed to put ballots in for to do that so that was like like the margin of error that (laughs) it just felt something that that like if it had been someone like santana doing it for britney that would have happened right but i can't see that rachel berry would ever make such a huge error like that when trying to do something to help a friend that would potentially get either of them into trouble. A hundred percent. And if if you guys had been Kurt, would you guys have been upset with Rachel? Or would you have been like, I understand why you did that? Or would you have been pissed? Uh, both. 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 I would have been grateful that they tried to help me, but of course yes. I would have been pissed because they put me in jeopardy. Mm-hmm. Well, And until she, I would have been really pissed until she like went and confessed. Yeah, because. definitely. Definitely, because he his ass was on the line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But now we've got some really serious consequences. So a week off of school, mm. no sectionals, Mm-mm. and uh, what was the third big thing? And her permanent record. And, oh, and mm-hmm. her permanent record. 
So here's uh, the thing. Combine, yada, yeah. Not, yeah, exactly. Combine, not yada. only were we trying to help Kurt so that he could get in, but now Rachel's also jeopardized herself from even getting into Niata because that's on her record when she's going to apply to colleges. Yeah. So she's not only screwed Kurt over, but she's also really screwed herself. How do you explain something like that to college? Like, I feel like is there an additional comment <laughs> section? Like, well, my best friend was running for president, and I was running against him, but then her, I dropped out, personal, and then I stopped the battle. Personal it's right. her personal for, essay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> seriously. Yeah, I was like, crazy bitch. Okay, right. Yeah, throw that out. But honestly, I, I was just thinking about it's. It's really sad because now they're both in shitty positions. Right. Yeah. And do we think Lee's doing this on purpose to set it up so that they both have to stay home? Potentially. Oh. I, I don't think they know what to do with them yet, so they're leaving the option of them having to stay. Like the reasons that, because clearly they're both talented enough to get in. Right. So but we wouldn't accept a, that excuse. So now mm-hmm. here's a reason that they could not get in. And I think that they don't know what to do with these kids who are going to be graduating, the characters. So they're, they're giving themselves options, I, I think. I don't know if I like that. Me neither. But I do, I do understand why they're doing it, but it's like, I don't want to see them become troublemakers. No. No. You know, I want, they've I want, been such good kids for so long. Yeah, I want success stories I mean, I don't think that either of them will do anything else troublesome down the road, but I do think that this is a big enough thing for both of them to... It's kind of why the college process is so fucked up, you know what I mean? It's like... It, <laughs> because, uh, because if you mess up one thing... Yeah. You, it doesn't matter your grades. It doesn't matter how talented you are. If you have something, if you've been arrested for whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Whenever. If you were at a party with alcohol underage, even if you mm-hmm. weren't drunk, if you, whatever it is, you're screwed. Right. You don't even get the opportunity to explain the circumstances because it just prohibits you in the, in the very Right. Beginning. Your application yeah, is just, red flags and tossed out. Yeah. And that sucks. It's like, why should, why does Rachel Berry stuffing the box for her friend It'd be different if it was for herself and showing character about being a selfish person, but stuffing the box for her friend have to do with her going to college. Well, it's really about well, I mean, her breaking the rules. Well, I mean, a lack of integrity, yeah. I think. <laughs> yeah, I, in general. She did the wrong thing. I, I guess. I kind of think it was sweet of her. It, like, I'm I mean, so used to her doing so many it. bitchy right. things. It is very unselfish of her because mm-hmm. she was doing something so selfless for somebody else. But at the same time, it was a very reckless thing to do. Um, and there, it, it, I mean, it's still, it was a lack of integrity. But, yeah. And that's what it shows. And she could have just had, you know, uh, um, a detention or something. Like, be suspended for a week and miss sectional. Yeah. I felt it's a little harsh. I well, that was agree. a big thing, though, to try and rig a student election. It's not like she just, like, had some answers to a test or that's something. True. That's true. That is true. Like, okay, okay. Does anybody understand why, when Rachel was running, she was pulling first? And now that she's not running... Uh, Kurt's pulling last and Brittany's pulling first. It's like... Those numbers, I don't know how Rachel yeah, would have ever been pulling first. How was ever. Rachel ever pr- pulling first and over Brittany, but then Rachel dropping out didn't make Kurt go up, it made Brittany go up. Yeah, I didn't get yeah. that. You know what I mean? That part didn't, it, it it didn't, didn't make any sense. <laughs> what was the other thing on tonight's episode that we were like... And she was winning by a lot. Like, it was like 17 yeah. or something? Yeah. Yeah. Glee with the unanswered questions. I know. But, like, I'll let it go because this episode was really music-filled. Yeah. And it was packed and it was awesome. Um, wait, just talking about Rachel for a second. How Carrie Bradshaw was she when she said, I'll have to move to New York without my best gay? I know. Oh. I, was like, I was like, oh, my God, this is Sex in the City musical edition. Like, <laughs> yes. That's literally what I was thinking. Uh, 
freaking awesome. And <laughs> My I, favorite I line. Use a little sex in the I wrote city. it down in the in that same whole like monologue that she was in her inner monologue she yeah. had said that she hadn't been this concerned about a vote since Lambert versus Allen from American Idol which I thought was really funny that- which I'm sure went over so many people's heads but like actually not because everybody watches Glee probably watches American Idol it was hysterical that was, really that was a good one it was very funny I, was, I liked that I really liked that too um, I think that's pretty much it with the school elections can we talk about Santana the let's get issue? into it okay yeah let's dive in um I don't even know if I can do the diving, guys. I don't know what to say about this. I don't know who's what side I'm on right now. I mean, and not that there are really sides, but I feel bad for Santana, but she's just such a bitch at first. Yeah. Like, they sing these songs for her, and and uh, Kurt and Blaine come out, and they, they sing this rockin' song for her. Um, One of my favorite songs. Yeah, Pink Love. Song. Yes. Beepin' Perfect. I'm not going to say it again. <laughs> Can't say it twice on tonight's episode. Drop the F-bomb. And she's like, Wow, thank you guys for making my life just a little more miserable. Yeah, she was really like that was extra like nasty. really nasty. All right, just to defend Santana, she had to have an arc. She couldn't just come out the gate and be nice because oh, someone sang a song. Why can't her. you just come out the gate and be nice? The gay? Did you say? <laughs> the gate. Oh, I'm like, I'm like, why can't you just come out and be gay and be nice? Like, does everybody who comes out have to be mean? <laughs> no. <laughs> gate. I under, yeah. uh, because I'm coming out, I get to be a bitch for the day. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and there needed to be that that scene with her and Finn where he really explained why yeah. he was pushing so hard for for everyone to support her. Because because like of who how else important. forgot that they were that was his first? I didn't. I, I mean, didn't. I didn't forget like that didn't happen. But I was like, oh, maybe that's why he's fighting so hard. Clearly, he's. I didn't he's, think of that. I just thought because yeah. he felt so poorly about what had happened. Right. Yeah. That was yeah. Why he was but he's so such hard. a guy who like really would care about who he lost his virginity yeah, to, you know would. what I mean? Like, that's very much so him, so it was a good point, I think. Um, but she's just so mean to him still. Yeah. It yeah. was. But finally, when he sings that unbelievable song, oh my gosh, he was so good. I've never heard this, thank God for you, because we, we <laughs> yeah, were like, well, never heard what is day. this? So it's Girls Just Want to Have Fun, Slowed Down. By Greg Laswell. By is Greg the, Laswell. Is the artist who uh, covered that. That was great. Robert. It is. It was amazing. It's beautiful. And, okay, who knew that Finn could sing like that? What I think was so great was it was the first time that they hadn't been stretching Finn's vocals to like a higher Why register. do they do that? I have no idea. That's what you have Kurt for. Right. Like, <laughs> and Blaine. And, and Blaine. All Blaine. Yeah. Like, I, I, like, I want first... him to sing like that forever. He didn't, he didn't look constipated. No. no. His he voice, relaxed. His voice sounded great. He was actually, I will go as far to say, sexy in this mm-hmm. song. It was mm-hmm. sexy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. His little look over to Rachel during it, like, yeah, that was girl, cute. I really liked that and one. singing right to Santana, him maturing, growing up, so it no, um, it didn't look strained at all. No, it was just so relaxed and comfortable, and clearly in the zone that it was like, do this more. <laughs> what the hell, Glee? Why, why haven't you been putting him on this kind of stuff? Yeah. He he needs this like acoustic type. Not rock and roll, but like alternative, slow, sexy like all, voice. Yeah, yeah. Thing. deep, like deep. that lower. Yeah, totally. It yeah. worked. It worked for him. Why aren't we giving him like Ben Harper, or Coldplay, even like different things, yeah. and not making him go up the octave? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't get it. Can anybody explain this at all? I just think it comes down to them picking more 
they don't usually employ music like that. Most of the music they use is really poppy, and all pop music goes up because it's to show how how well a singer can sing. Songs are crafted like that. Like most pop singers are crafted to show off like an intense register, and that's the sort of music that Glee picks because it's what will sell their records on iTunes and whatever. Right. And so they pick those sort of songs where it's more about showing off what a vocalist can do rather than just letting the music be but the emotional. thing is the thing is what you're saying is true most of the time but of this night I'm going home and I'm downloading him yeah yes you know I, I'm probably downloading every song because I thought this it was is great. like the first episode there's literally like one two three four songs that aren't like pop hits. Yeah, the, okay, the, so... The song that so we had closed all, with... The, I'm the only one, not, yeah. not a pop pit. Of recent. Like, yeah, of recent, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Greg Laswell song, Jolene, is yeah. very old, and the Katie Lang song that it closed with, which oh, is which, gorgeous and yes, beautiful, but it's... so pretty. Su- like, you had never even heard of the artist. Like, yeah, that's I've how never heard of the artist. Yeah. I didn't know the song. I Google barely knew the song. Like, <laughs> we couldn't we find were it. There. We were like, what is this Yeah, song? but you were on it tonight. You're like, I know this. I know this. <laughs> um, so we had I Kissed a Girl, though, which yeah. we can bring us deeper into the Santana. Um, we've just, just to, I'm, I know I'm side-talking a little mm-hmm. bit. Snicks? That's great. <laughs> Why haven't we her seen her other that? evil personality? Her it, wasn't, evil? it wasn't just her evil personality; it was the her other, other one. evil she personality. Already has she an can evil be responsible. One. Why what haven't Snicks we heard that? her talk about Snicks before? <laughs> like, why was Snicks not introduced day one, season one? Because she pulled out her ass she today. She's making it up. <laughs> no, no, she wasn't. <laughs> uh, there's a Snicks in there, and I know it. No, I thought that was freaking awesome, though. But okay, so g- going into I kissed a girl, Santana is walking down the hall, and this. Guy on whatever the rugby lacrosse captain yeah. something team rugby douchebag guy um, comes up and is like I'll turn I can turn you straight I can turn you mm-hmm. normal yeah I can I turn can, you I normal can straighten you out <laughs> and yeah. to like the second all the girls came up and were like perfect loved it loved it everybody band together which is what I love about Glee it's like when the important shit happens they're all there you yeah. know mm-hmm. yeah. it's like the petty stuff that and they they. Yep, 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 yep at each other. But they all banded together and they all were singing. And my only question about this song it was awesome and mm-hmm. sound brilliant. Mm-hmm. But why was Britney not doing the song with Santana? I agree. Just because she can't sing it? I think probably for that reason, yeah. I think that it was kind of weird to me that Rachel yeah. was doing it with Santana. Did that not seem weird? Well, like, I think Rachel it, was like, uh-huh, and yeah. like winking, and I'm like, but what? Well, I have a feeling because the the parts that Rachel sang were the parts that were higher, and Britney's voice we've never heard her do that. She usually stays. And Santana can't really. And Santana and Santana was doing like the lead vocal of the song, and Britney was taking like the other. And Rachel was taking the other. Yes, excuse me. Rachel was taking it, and also I think it just goes back to the fact that Glee just uses Leah Michelle a lot. <laughs> it just plugged I agree. her. Agreed. Yeah, it. but you know what? We're getting a lot of Santana right now. I, and I Santana fan, loving it. Did you know that every one of my roommates is like. Well, they they aren't um, how do I say that? musically intelligent mm-hmm. per, per se, but they're like Santana has the best voice on the show. Now, I will not say that technically Santana's voice is the best on the show, but I like the sound of her voice, yes. yeah. probably the most. So that's quality. what they mean by that. Of course, there's but. like that that throaty, like sexy quality to her voice. That's what's so appealing. It's, I think. Yeah, and she rocks it, and she's an unbelievable performer. And today, if you were watching, and I kissed a girl, it was so suiting because. Santana was walking, and Rachel was walking right behind her. And for the first time, Rachel was in Santana's shadow. Yeah. Directly in oh, her shadow. You. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you are, Rachel Berry. Like, <laughs> you go, Santana. And 
I just thought that was awesome. I thought she was killing it. Um, uh, I was just going to say, you were talking about how we hear that she came out to her parents, but we didn't see it. Uh, and you wanted to see it. Did you feel better after she came out to her abuela because we got to see that at least? Okay. I, I mean, not feel better about abuela's reaction, but. I'm, I'm, I'm going to pause you for that second. I want to comment on I kissed a girl. Okay. Um, as cheesy as I think it is to have the lesbian on the show saying, um, I, 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 um, I, I kissed a girl. I thought, one, I agree with you. I think Brittany should have definitely sang that with her if she could or if we couldn't have Rachel in every song scene yeah, every single nice. episode. Um, but I just, I don't know. I've, I felt like Lee could have done more. I think it satisfied fans because it satisfied me. Like, I thought it was great. And with the whole bringing in all the girls and making it like a girl empowerment song and not just, you know, a Leslie type song, I thought that part was great. But I just felt, I felt slightly cheated just a little bit. In what way? And in, in that... I Kissed a Girl is not about, you know, it's not about being gay. It's about just just having fun, which I, I, which I see them showing that part, too. Right. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I didn't really come out until after I Kissed a Girl, and I liked it. And I was just like, okay, cool. Here we go. Yeah. So I, 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 get, I get the point of the song, but I just felt, I thought, I thought her ending song was a lot better and more fitting than... I kissed right. a girl. I thought it was just fun, and it worked, and it brought all yeah. the girls together. And I think that, and that, I think that's hallway. what it was sort of for. Yeah, and at that we point need, was to be like the the pop song. We needed episode. it. I will say, I do think it was necessary. Yeah, I don't know if it was necessary for that song, but I can't really think of another song that could have replaced it as well. Yeah, and I want her to kiss Britney. Hey, you gonna sing? I that a girl was not that kiss a girl. How, at the very end of the song, there should have been a kiss. Yes, what yeah. was going on there? Um, yeah. <laughs> there wasn't a kiss in the entire episode. <laughs> the entire episode, <laughs> like. The name of the episode is I Kissed kissed a Girl. girl. (laughs) No kiss. No, no. no, Actually, we did see Cooter kiss Sue. (laughs) He kissed a girl girl and he liked it, (laughs) unfortunately. Yeah, but like, I don't get why. Why did they have that not happen? Yeah, No time for it? Just didn't think of it? I don't know. It was was really bizarre. We've seen them kiss before, so. Yeah. Yeah, we have. Wait, have we seen them kiss before? I go... Silence. We're all trying to rack our brain for the episode. I don't know. I think we've just seen them talk about it. Yeah. Because they've talked about making out. Yeah, that's very weird. I don't understand it. And I don't think it's like an aversion to, you know, homosexual love because obviously we see Blaine and Kurt kiss all the time. And usually usually it's weird. We saw them have footsie sex. Right. And usually (laughs) networks are more afraid to show gays than lesbians because lesbians all the everyone thinks that's just sexy and cute and they Mm -hmm. are okay with that so it's very weird especially when they have two hot girls right neither of them are particularly right and so it is very weird that that hasn't happened yet Uh, i'm gonna have to go back and and look at that and make sure yeah if you're listening yeah yeah, i was just gonna know like please let us please call us 424-256-1729 Call us and say, us, are you guys kidding remember. me? They kissed an episode. Da, 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 da. Like, we cannot think of it. I, I'm, yeah. yeah well, otherwise, we'll go home and do some research. I'll tweet about that later. Yeah. For sure. I mean, okay, so now for Santana, when she comes out to Abuela. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. It was sad, but it, I, I knew I felt I knew. it coming. It, yeah, it wasn't, it it wasn't going to happen that her parents were okay. Kurt, yeah. right? and, and it was not going to be as easy as a coming out as Kurt had. Like It would be... Like too. Kurt yeah. wasn't easy, but with his family, it was, and so it would be too cheap to have that be like the exact the same, thing. same thing. Like she needs to have the family strife that Kurt didn't have, so we can see that because there are people who don't 
No, but do you remember that. Bert was all up in Kurt's grill and was like, are you serious? And then Kurt tried to be straight and bring Brittany back to the house and tried to go hunting with his dad and wore like all different clothes for a while. But wasn't that more so on Kurt's end? That was on Bert? Kurt. That wasn't Bert. Because oh, I'm Bert just saying was it like, wasn't easy. But that was because of Kurt. Yeah, it's Kurt not never that felt it yeah. from his parents. And I think that it, it it's responsible of Glee to show that. That mm-hmm. coming out isn't always as easy. I mean, it's just it's re- more realistic to be like, yeah. it's not always everyone in your family accepts you. Because mm-hmm. sometimes it's not like that. Yeah. And it's we there sh- that should be a representation on TV as well to see how people persevere through that. Definitely. Um, there was a line her, her grandmother said, which uh, I love to hate because, you know, it's not, a, it's not a nice thing, but the fact that they well put phrased, it in there. Yeah. yeah. She said, it's selfish of you to make me uncomfortable. Right. Yeah. And I was just like, damn. Yeah. But that's how That struck home people, for me, too. You know? That, that's how somebody could possibly view the situation as that. That it's an affront the, on them, them rather than yeah, anything exactly. that's bothering. Yeah. It doesn't make sense to me how if somebody else is coming out, how I could possibly take it personally <laughs> in any way, positively or negatively. Unless like, maybe you're their like girlfriend and they're the boy coming out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> maybe like, exactly. Like, I can be I can be proud. I could be angry. Mm-hmm. I could, there's a lot of emotions I could feel. But how I could feel like, oh yeah, you're doing this for me, or oh you're boo, doing you're doing this to, this to me. me. Like mm-hmm. I neither one of those things really work. So it's it's ridiculous and but realistic. It happens. You know, people mm-hmm. say this all the time, and yeah. it's like. Do you hear yourself? Mm-hmm. Do you hear yourself? Do we think that was about, um, was that a racial difference, but uh, like a cultural difference, an a, a generational difference? I think it was generational because obviously her parents were okay with it and her grandma wasn't. But I do think that it did have to do because obviously they are Latino and they seem to be like Catholic, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. She brought and, the whole sin. Right. She said that it was the sin. And I do think that it was speaking of... Those really heavy, like, Catholics that are sometimes that we recognize in the Latino community. And I think that that was what it was sort of trying yeah. to show. What was that quote that was, she was like, she said, we, all this, secret, yeah. we all have secrets. Yeah. We all have secrets, but. Um, it's not the secret. But secret, what did you say? Secrets it's the secret. actions. Yeah, she said oh, it's she, not the sin of, of the action, but it's the sin of the people. Of something the of, the gossip, of the gossip, basically, basically. Yeah. 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 Although the sin of the scandal. The sin yeah. of the scandal, exactly. Mm-hmm. And it. That was like... Which is even worse, because it's mm-hmm. not even like she's condoning what she does, but she doesn't want other people to know it. She's not condoning something. how exactly. she feels or what she... Exactly. And I don't... She's like, you are who you are, but keep that That's just more selfish and yeah. more... <laughs> yeah. That was really sad for me. But at least she does have support. Right. It's the people yeah. who have no support anywhere that it's really hard for. So, I mean, it's hard for everybody, but I mean, I feel at least that she has... Her parents have her back and her friends at school. And if, and if her parents and if her parents are there, the grandma more than likely will come around. Hopefully, you think we're going to be seeing a little bit of that? I would hope to. I, that would just be nice. just for Santa's nice. sake, yeah. I want that to feel good. But when I the, mean, it might not. The grandma kicked her out of the house. Was that the grandma's house or was that Santana's? That was the, the grandma's house. house. Like she had okay. come over, come over and her grandma was cooking for her. Yeah. And they seemed pretty close. Yeah. Well, remember she said in the past episode that her grandma like raised her, and she remember she said that her her. She used to raise her on insults. And yeah, yeah. yeah. She thought her exactly. name was Garbage Face. <laughs> that was awesome. Mm-hmm. So, but overall, she had a realistic coming out experience, we think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she turns towards the end of the episode to be more grateful. And when she's singing that last song and when she has that moment with Finn, um, and this art seemed realistic to us. I think so. Yeah. I thought that they did a really good job. Covering yeah. all the sides of it, kind of. Yeah, I do too. 
I liked that they... We, we don't often see... When we see these coming out stories on TV, a lot of times it is with guys. And so it was nice that they're, we're seeing it from a woman's perspective on coming out. Because um, that doesn't happen a lot on TV. Usually when they tell a gay story, it's usually with it's a, usually guy. a guy. They usually yeah. tell it as a gay rather than a lesbian. Yeah. So I like that they did that. I like that they didn't just like copy the Kurt storyline over again. Mm-hmm. It was different. So you were able to invest and you wanted something to happen because it wasn't just like a repeat yeah. of what we had already seen. Um, yeah, I totally agree. And yeah. I, I think it's awesome how, it sounds weird, but how vulnerable she's become kind of, even to the little details such as when she's voting for Britney, putting the heart <laughs> around the box. And kissing it. Yeah. She, she loves her. And mm-hmm. when you're in love, you're vulnerable and you're open and you're changing as a person and you're growing. Uh, and you're either growing up or you're growing down. And she seems to be growing up. Right, and she was fighting against that, I think. I think she was so scared of that vulnerability, and that's where all that nastiness was coming from right. for for so many weeks now. But I do think that, I mean, hopefully we have seen her turn a corner and, and really start to accept accept it and grow from it rather than push it away and sort of regress. I totally agree. Yeah. I think we pretty much covered the episode. Do you guys have anything you want to add before we cut to commercial and then get some news and gossip? No, I, th- I thought it was great. I, I mean, I would have liked to have seen more of, you know, Santana and Britney on yeah. the gay episode. But uh, I think, yeah, we even cool. talked about every song that we had, too. And, yeah, we're, I guess we're killing yeah. it tonight, guys. <laughs> we're killing it. Yeah, okay, so let's cut to commercial and then come back for some awesome news and gossip. After Buzz TV. Hi, I was once like you, a lazy, angry loner whose only joy was watching TV and surfing the net. And, like you, after I'd see one of my favorite TV shows, I'd be so excited and have so many questions that I'd actually have to talk to my douchebag co-workers about it at the water cooler. Then, I discovered AfterBuzzTV.com. AfterBuzzTV produces after-show webcasts and podcasts for TV series of all kinds, like post-game wrap-up shows for all your favorite TV shows. AfterBuzzTV hosts are industry insiders who break down episodes of shows, take calls from fans, and interview cast and crew from each series with over 60 different after shows from Boardwalk Empire to American Idol to Vampire Diaries to Real Housewives and more. Now, after a night of TV, I can ignore my stupid co-workers, who I hate, and go straight to my desk and watch or listen to all my favorite AfterBuzz TV after shows and have all the TV fan interaction I need. Thank you, AfterBuzz TV. AfterBuzz TV. What do you want to buzz about? I'm, I'm doing what? a little bit what? of interpretive dance over here to that commercial. Uh, how long have we had that one for, Jess? What do you want to buzz about? Yeah, like the, uh, the whole Marvin Gaye ending was like just, a week and a half. I love it though. It gets, it gets I mean, weird. I will be grooving to that every single time it plays. Absolutely, <laughs> like I'm really rocking the interpretive dance movement right now. I complain because it was a little bit long for me, but uh, yeah. it does it for me. Yeah, I, I, I like it. I wish just the right buttons. <laughs> it does. All right, let's get to some news and gossip, por favor. <laughs> We also changed the news and gossip button. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, just kidding. Don't just say, don't do that to me. I actually like all the sound effects here. Predictions. <laughs> all right. So Darren Chris, who will uh, soon make his Broadway debut in How to Succeed in Business Without Really Trying, will make a guest appearance at Sing Out 
Raise Hope, December 17th, in the Star Theater at Alice Tully Hall. The event will raise funds for the Trevor Project and the Elizabeth Glaser Pediatric AIDS Foundation. Aww. Always love hearing when people are doing good things with their fame. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, if you're not, then why the hell are you famous? What's the point? Um, and Make a difference. I want to go <laughs> see How to Succeed Without I Really know. Trying. Uh, I Let's field trip. And I, yes. I missed, after bus. I missed, um... Daniel Radcliffe. Daniel Radcliffe. I'm like Harry Potter in. I miss Daniel Radcliffe in it, but I saw him in Equus, so yeah, we should just go do that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm down. <laughs> All right, so Corey Monteith and Leah Michelle seem to have been caught kissing on camera, and not as part of a Glee storyline. Damian McGintney and Jenna Ushkwitz tweeted a photo of themselves, but it seems they didn't quite notice what was going on behind them. <laughs> uh, but Glee fans don't miss anything. And they were quick to point out what looks like Corey and Leah getting very cozy in the background. The photo has since been removed from Twitter, but unfortunately for them, it still exists online. Okay, so literally, and you have to go check out this picture because literally in it, their faces, uh, so it's a huge picture of... um, it's a yeah. I was gonna say of, we don't have the picture. Rory, Rory and um, what's Jenna? Jenna's care. I can't even think I of. Can't think I can't think of whatever. Her, okay, so there's two, <laughs> the two of them, and then in the back, yeah, because we haven't seen her in so long. I know. In the background, it's like Corey and Leah Michelle, like Tina, <laughs> the, Tina, so Corey and Leah Michelle, oh. like this close to each other, like literally about to go in for the kill, and. What a weird couple would that be in real life? Yeah, in real life. He's like eight feet taller than <laughs> Be very interesting. So, Diana Agron has given a little insight into what her life was like before she hit the big time with the musical television series. Diana revealed how she was living a place that was so bad that she once returned from a dance class to be greeted by a helicopter above her apartment and a SWAT team at the apartment block entrance. Agron explained, When I first moved to L.A., I lived in a one-bedroom apartment, and it got a little seedy around our area. One time, SWAT was at our building because somebody's house guest had gone off their meds and was schizophrenic and shouting, He's going to kill me. He's going to kill me. Somebody called the cops. I'm coming home from a dance class, and I see this chopper circling my building and SWAT all downstairs. Uh, do we expect this from her? I'm surprised she I mean, could afford to LA. live in a one bedroom when she wasn't working. Not a point. That's, uh, that's expensive. <laughs> that's true. That's true. I've had SWAT and helicopters around both of my places I lived in here. So It's really? just natural in LA. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I can never really tell when people tell stories about their past. Like, you kind of have to take everything with a grain of salt. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like... And you can live in a nice, like, my building is very nice, but it's on a, in a weird neighborhood. But I your mean, building could be, like, beautiful. Do you know who yeah. you're talking to? I live in between Watts and Compton. Yeah. <laughs> and I, my apartment's beautiful, but I live, I mean, I walk out, I walk out the door and people get shot. Like, so, <laughs> I totally feel you on that one. So, it's hard to tell, like, whenever anybody tells stories about their own life, it's like, mm-hmm. LA is just mm-hmm. like that, though. Yeah, that's like, true. I live on Wilshire and that happens all the time. Yeah, so, I that's mean, true. LA is, a, it's a big city. You, you can be in Beverly Hills and you're not completely, you never yeah. know. So, I yeah. know, like, I live on a dividing line. One side is hood, the other side is Larchmont. Everyone like, is, is like yeah. that, I think. One gotcha. side is hood and one side is. <laughs> 
All right, so Ricky Martin is in talks to guest star on Glee, despite creator Ryan Murphy's insistence earlier this year that there would be no celebrity cameos in season three. Regardless, the episode, which will air in late January, would find Ricky playing, as TV Line source put it, the hottest Spanish teacher ever in the history of Ohio. <laughs> the former boy bander and solo artist would, of course, also headline a few musical numbers. I don't want him to headline a few. I just want him to headline one. One. I don't want yes, him to come in one. and like take over think, the show. I think even though it says a few, I think it was three. Two to three. I just I really just want one. Uh, what do we think about him coming on in general? I think that's I fun. think it's cool. Yeah. I actually love, you know, I like cameos. I, I think it's yeah. loca. <laughs> if he sings that, I'll <laughs> melt a little bit. <laughs> Okay, anyway, yeah, we're all laughing, Roxy. Where's she been? Yeah, pull out a fan for you. She bangs. Well, that'd be so inappropriate. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! We're in a bad neighborhood. SWAT! SWAT! Helicopter! He's gonna kill me! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! So it looks like Glee has found a legitimate excuse for Cord Overstreet to lose his shirt when Sam returns to McKinley High. Indeed, Trotimouth will get in touch <laughs> with his spirit animal when he joins the McKinley synchronized swim team in an effort to win back Mercedes. Hey. According to a show insider, look for Sam to have his moment in episode 10 airing in January, which will introduce us to a quartet of yet-to-be-cast characters, all of which have the potential to be recurring. Oh. Mm. Really? A synchronized swim team? <laughs> the school has it all. Uh, literally, I think that they only put him on the swim team so we can look at his naked body. Of course, yeah. why else? Which is just... Fine by me. Right. Like, I, okay. <laughs> well, it looks like we already get to see him naked almost next week. Oh, right. Yeah. Wait, what's the deal with him coming back? And why did he ever leave? He left because, remember, his dad lost his job. And they, they said that his dad got a job out of state. And so that's why they left. Oh, that was no. what they said in the beginning. No, no, no. I'm not saying why did Sam leave. I'm oh, saying why did... Why did Oh, Cord, Cord, left. Cord left because they didn't want to make him a series regular and he wanted a regular contract. Exactly. So why is he back? Because fans wanted him back. And That's I'll, why. And he had nothing else happening. So oh, so uh, do you think he's still just, he's going to be a recurring? He's just going to be a guest star, yeah. Guest star. I don't think yeah. they're going to add him back to the series. Oh, well. I would like them to. Trouty mouth. I remember he's cute. that. And he has a cute little haircut now. What do we think about, um, th there was like a whole entire list of potentials for reoccurring roles that they had coming in this swim, synchronized swim team. Uh, mm. Can we really add that many more characters to the show? I know. What I think is so funny is, you know, they also, with, with the whole thing with Ricky Martin, at the beginning of the season, everyone was, you know, so up in arms about last season about how there were too many guest stars, how there were too many, like, high-profile people. The episodes weren't about the main characters, and they're like, we're not going to do that anymore. We're not going to do any of those. And they're doing all of it, like, all over again, <laughs> even though they said they wouldn't. They said they mm -hmm. weren't going to have guest stars, and we're already casting Ricky Martin. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They said they weren't going to be, like, these new characters. And, and Adina Menzel is a regular it. on the show. Like. <laughs> right. <laughs> and they said there weren't going to be any more tribute episodes, and I've already heard that there's one coming. So it's like, I mm -hmm. you can never believe what Ryan Murphy says pretty much ever because he always changes his But I don't mind. really mind that because I think I think he kind of adapts to the situation and right. it's like As he should. Yeah, and I think that's fine. Like it's it's very political, you know. It's like what what do you if just because you said something, if that's not the right thing to do at the time, are you just going to stick by it because you said it, you right. know? So I I don't mind that. You got to give the fans what they want. 
and we want Ricky, mm-hmm. and we want Cord naked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now, you're after Buzz TV predictions. I love it. Um, okay. So, what do we see next week? We see that um, Darren versus Finn kind of thing. They had a confrontation. Finally, because Finn treats Blaine like crap for no reason. I always call him Darren because I don't call him Blaine ever. Because I just think of it, because I think of him as Darren. He's just so sexy. Yes, but <laughs> he's so hot. Oh my god! In People Magazine. It's Killing but it, it's it's hey. time for for Blaine to call him out call Finn because out. he treats Finn's him like Finn's such crap. an asshole to him. Like yeah, he's so he's rude. So, no he's, well, he's clearly so. There is a reason because he's jealous and he's afraid of him taking his place because of how good he is. And Blaine, his, Blaine's more talented, but if he had wanted to take Finn's place, he already could have done it. Yeah. Yes. And he hasn't yet. And he hasn't. Um, why do I have ABC written down? Well, they're singing ABC. Oh, oh <laughs> yes. I'm like ABC. Because they're going to sectionals. We're going to sectionals next week. Oh yeah. Yeah, they definitely didn't oh, build right. that up enough. No. no, they didn't. I'm sitting here like, what do you mean? Uh, so uh, what do we think is going to happen between New Directions and the Troubled and Tones? And Troubled Tones. Tie? It can't be a tie. That'd be Again? so lazy. They need to definitively say which one they is They did better. the tie, remember? Troubled they did that first yeah. season. Yeah, they did. It's like... Don't do it that, again. Well, then I want the happen. girls to win. I am girl power all the way. Troubled Tones. And Rachel Berry's not singing. Yeah. So... Even more reason why the trouble And who the hell are they? <laughs> what female singers do they have now? Tina? Well, question, guys. Quinn? Do you think that maybe that they would, Quinn. since we have a new season coming up and we're going to be losing cast members, the Trouble Tones will now be the new Glee group? And that's what the story will revolve itself with around? With all the synchronized swimmers coming? <laughs> maybe. Maybe. It's I don't possible. know. Now it's that possible. we have this possibility with the college situation and them not going. Mm. Yeah. But we also have to think there's there's going to be something. Shelby's not going to stick around because Quinn is going to do something. And the Trouble Tones, they're going to be put... I think there's going to be... I a predict there's going to be an issue where oh. the Trouble Tones may not be able to exist because there won't be a coach for them. And so in that case, will everybody go back Every, to... I think everybody well, will, will go back to. to New Directions. Well, well more so... Or well, if, if, the, if the Trouble Tones win, then the New Directions will have to come to them and join their group because technically it would be their title that won. You know? Like right. their name. Their Unless group. it's their title that's getting shut down. Well, Unless no, they the lose it. Well, if if their coach then is found out to have had sex with a student, they might be taken, have it taken away. Oh, forfeit it. Oh, they and can't punish the students. I think they can. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> so but, yeah. but you can't. You mean, but, but they can't. You mean they shouldn't? Yes. You don't want them to. I feel yes. you on that. I think that's about all I can predict. Well, I'm I'm interesting is why they were going to look for for Sam. I'm, I'm assuming yeah. to get him because to come they, back they and bring help yeah. for sectionals. Mm-hmm. They Maybe. Need, they need a That's true. Um, or they just need him to stand there shirtless on stage. And he's stripping now? Uh, I'm wondering what this is. Although, he, gotta make, he has to make money. Sex has not helped them in the past on stage, a.k.a. <laughs> Rachel Finn kissing at the end of the yeah. number. So hopefully, we're hoping that the Trouble Tones win. We're predicting that they do. Yay, do you guys agree with that? It was like this week. I, I, I agree, but I, then I hope the whole group joins back together. Yeah. Yes. Because yes. I love the family all happy and together. Yeah. Okay, well, I think that's it for this week, and yeah. we will see you here next week. Yeah. Where we can see who actually wins and if we are right. Bye, Leaks. Bye-bye. From producers Kevin Undergaro and Phil Svitek, engineer DJ Jesse Janity, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. 
If you have questions or comments, be sure to buzz us at info at AfterBuzzTV.com. And you can find us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter by searching for AfterBuzzTV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzzTV or its owners or principal.